we have returned. Bailey and Harper, episode 40, F and 2. I'm censoring myself more. I said too many curse words last episode, and I got yelled at for that. So uh, I'm going to censor myself a little bit more. I apologize. Roman Harper, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great, Kyle. Episode 42, that's big. Who, what you got? You know what I got. I, I already do. All right, so here we go. The Jackie Robinson of episodes. Which is, that's what this is going to be. The Jackie but, Robinson. a couple little runner-ups. I mean, the guy that I grew up worshiping, well, not worshiping, but really trying to model myself and thought I just really looked up to the the moon with him. And then when I actually got to meet him in real life, it was chills were down my back and I got a jersey signed from him. And I actually have his phone number too, Kyle. Ronnie Lott. Nice. Safety. Well, first a corner, then turned safety. Ex, you know what I mean? One of the greatest DBs to ever play in the NFL and on football. Fantastic. Ronnie Lott. Also, shout out to the Lakers, James Worthy. Great pick. Love that. So, real quick, a few more honorable mentions. Because this is a good number. Because we've run into some shitty numbers. See, there I go again. Out there. there I go again. I said a bad word. <laughs> so, I mean, 42 is a pretty good number. So, I said Jackie. You said Ronnie. Mariano Rivera. Greatest closer in the history of baseball. Yeah, man, he's, he's, the first, he's the only, the only like, unanimous Hall of Famer, too, right? Oh, yeah, I mean, legendary. So, I mean, everything about Mariano Rivera, I mean, 42, that's a great number. James Worthy, Showtime Lakers. Gastonia, North Carolina's own James Worthy. I didn't know he's from Gas, gas House. Really? No. Yep. One, one of the boys. <laughs> I did not know that. One of the boys. I did not know he's from you know, Johnson was in Gastonia a couple months ago, right? Throwing out the first pitch? Why? What do you mean? Throw out the first pitch. Who was? James Worthy or? No, Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson. Yep. Why was he there? Because he was the uh, guest of honor at the opening night for the very first ball game. Of what, they used to be the Gastonia Grizzlies because my brother played for them, but they have been rebranded too. Oh, I'm drawing a complete blank right it's now. It's okay. Sorry, like Kyle. We're, we're, but we're, we're stumbling all over the place. No, the, no, 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 we're not. The Gastonia Honey Hunters, right? So it was Magic there because it was um, a, a historic night because the Honey Hunters are the first black-owned professional ball team in the country. Oh, um, nice. my, yeah, that's, I believe I phrased that correctly, but it was a big night. So Magic came in town. Brandon Bellamy is the guy's name, real estate developer, first black majority owner of a professional baseball team. I want to make sure I get all that right. So, uh, yeah, no, Magic uh, was in Gastonia a couple of months ago, and it was a pretty exciting day for the folks out in the gas house, and uh, congratulations to them. But, no, Jackie Robinson is my dude. Did, like, eight book reports on that guy growing up as a kid. Um, one of the most courageous people in the history of America, not just sports. So, uh, yes, yeah, without a doubt. And, uh huh. I you mean, know, helped that I was a Dodgers fan already as a kid because Dad didn't give us a choice. And then when Jackie Robinson came along, that was a natural interest. So, well, I think he also allowed. You know, man, when you see somebody do it, all of a sudden you you believe that you can do it. So for, he also. Oh yeah. You know. Oh yeah, multiple fronts. I mean, not only does it take a lot to be the first one to do anything of that magnitude, <laughs> right? I mean, right. That's, that alone is incredible. But to do it at a time where not only was he putting on a uniform and going out to play ball in front of sometimes hostile crowds, but, you know, just getting in and out of the stadium, trying to yeah. find a hotel to stay in, a, a diner that would allow him to go inside and eat, not feeling like he was in some degree of danger of all time, no mm -hmm. matter where they went, traveling to road games and things like that. So, yeah, that dude lived a, a really, really unique life. And, uh, For sure. I'm glad that baseball continues. They have that Jackie Robinson day. Yep. They all wear the jersey. Only number retired. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's this, everywhere, right? It's, yes, only yes, one. And yes. and so he, like, Roberto Clemente Day was, not to get off on a tangent, but it was a couple of weeks ago, and he wore 21. And Roberto Clemente was a Puerto Rican ball player who was a hero to Puerto Rican ball players and a lot of just Hispanic mm -hmm. ball players in general. 
And so I love that they're doing Roberto Clemente Day like this. And and on that day, Puerto Rican-born players could wear the number 21 if they wanted to, Got it. which is mm-hmm. great. Um, but some people have said, hey, maybe retire Roberto's 21 like Jackie's. It's not – all due respect. Well, it's it's American. It's a little bit different. Right? Yeah, it's, it's a little it's just different. A little different. I think I'm, we can leave it there and understand why. But well, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's I'm just saying for general purposes. But no, it's it's different. Like Jackie should be the only number retired. Right, right. And baseball should keep it that way. Well, it's also because it it, w- it would and and I, this I, is my opinion completely. I think it would water it down a little bit because Jackie Robinson is the reason why Roberto Clemente could actually be a villain. Uh, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah, let's not. Let's not start going for too many things. Sure. So yes. again, I mean, it's no disrespect. To no, 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 no. I, I loved it. I saw it. The yellow, oh, they were. Uh, uh, Boston has the yellow jerseys, uh, or did they all? Oh, the Red Sox jerseys. No, 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 no. The Robert Clemente. Uh, oh, the Pirates. Yeah, somebody who had a yellow jersey. It looked pretty cool, though. Anyways. No, well, he he was a, a giant. Roberto Clemente was, and an incredible person who made an impact on a lot of people. Yeah, in man. A positive like way. I said, once you see somebody, once you see somebody able to do it, man, like. It allows you to have that dream and be able to say that you can achieve it as well. No doubt about it. So, uh, episode 42, we have arrived. It is uh, Bailey and Harper after dark. We are watching live football. And what in the world? I missed oh, yeah. another one. So, it's 14 nothing. We're watching Jaguars-Bengals on a Thursday night. I got here late and missed the first little bit. I missed the first touchdown. Uh, and I apparently missed the second one, too. How did they score again? Uh, Trevor Lawrence ran it in again. So, if you had wow. Trevor Lawrence, you're getting some big points right now. Because wow. quarterback – Rushes count more than actual throws so in two fantasy football. Tuds for, uh, for for Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, that's why I liked it when Sam Darnold was running. Dog, can we get more quarterback draws in the low red zone? I like it. I'm with you. I mean, all right, I the kid can much. run. Especially, I'm, he's got a great burst for eight yards. That's all I need. Totally agree. I would feel more comfortable with him doing it if Christian McCaffrey weren't also hurt. But but you know, I what do you mean? Hurt. I picked up Chuba Hubbard. I'm not talking about you. Nobody cares. See, this is the one thing you got to learn <laughs> is that you might have gone from player to fantasy expert, <clears throat> but you got to learn the general public does not care about your fantasy team. People hate that shit. All right. Well, I'm off it. Okay. Well, you I mean, I'm not bothered, but the, the point but, being, yes, I like this too. So he's got two rushing touchdowns. Tonight. He does. You know, look, I like that Jacksonville's come to play. Um, everybody just assumed that Cincinnati was going to win this game. It was at home. Joe Burrow's been playing nice. Jamar Chase is doing his thing. And uh, the Jacksonville have not looked good at all. Um, so everybody just assumes these things. But this is the NFL. That is the best thing about it. Uh, the competition. I was explaining to somebody the other day, like the little details in football. That when you're on the same level, competition level, yeah, the details matter that much more. Sure. Right? Those are the separators. Especially when talent is like all right here. From the worst team to the best team in the NFL, the talent level is just here. For the people that can't know, it's – I have my fingers very close, but they're kind of like they're very close to each other. But when you look at college, sometimes the talent difference from team to team or from conference to conference is so separated that those details, even if you do all the little things right, it doesn't close the gap enough to actually make up for the talent, the disbalance and everything else. But the NFL, that's why anybody can win any given Sunday or Thursday. Yeah, no, it is. It's yeah, because the cool like a college football upset at least from a viewer standpoint, is way cooler, right? When you get a yeah. big college football upset, <laughs> no I mean, doubt. It's, it's way cooler. But that's also the very cool thing about the NFL is that as bad as a team might be, it's still a team full of professionals. Right. You know, that <laughs> still are, for a lot of reasons, motivated to go out there and, and try to beat you every single week. Well, I'm, I'm getting paid. Right. Look, I, I told somebody, this is the ultimate thing right here, Kyle. All right. You got guys that make six figures. 
and they run down on special teams and try and blow up somebody. Yep. All right. It's a pretty good gig. <laughs> That's a pretty good you gig. You get to run fast. You're not playing any defense. You're not playing any offense. All you're doing is special teams. So you right. have to be able to block long enough to get the punter to punt the ball. Yep. All right. Yep. And on kick return, I need to be able to get in somebody's way, just kind of shield them. I don't need you like yep. full back in it or anything. Absolutely. Just shield them out of the way so my kicker doesn't, my returner doesn't get blown up, which that doesn't even happen in the you know NFL what they are. anymore. You know what they are? What? They're the closers of the NFL. Like major <laughs> league baseball closers. Because that's what they do. They stand around for most of the game and talk shit and flex, look good, you know, all that stuff. And then they just come in and they get to go balls to the wall for like a brief period of time. And that's it. And that's what they're there for. My that brother was a closer. Like, he didn't have the – I mean, my brother could have been a starter, but, like, he was – he could focus better in the ninth inning. And he just got to come in and throw gas, you know, and, and just <laughs> do his thing. You know, three outs, go home. But the whole – so he gets to sit around just enjoying the game, talking shit, and cheering on his buddies. And in the ninth inning, he gets to come in and just shove. So, like, that, those guys on special teams, like, hey, you get to go – So, not a setup in. guy, a closer. No, they're closers. Okay, I like it. They're closers. All right. I like – I think it makes sense. It does make sense. I just wanted to make sure I got it right. So, how about them Panthers? I mean, they're undefeated right now. I, I talked to a Dallas Cowboys fan this morning, and I was just like, I mean, I think the Panthers have a really good chance of beating Dallas just because of the way the schedule sets up. You guys are coming off a short week. They have an extended period of break. I know it's on the road, but it's still like it's an advantage to Carolina, I think, because you got that much time off. Or it could be a disadvantage. The Cowboys, first of all, Dak Prescott's balling right now. The Cowboys are looking good. I know it's early. Nobody cares about how many games you win in you. September. I agree with you. They look good. All right? Nobody ever says, man, they, man, you remember that championship team, how great they were in September? Nobody's ever said that. No. So, and I got that from my brother B-Hart. But <laughs> it made so much sense. I'm like, dude, you're so right. But both teams are looking better. It should be a great matchup. It should sure. be an early kickoff. Um, and we'll see if Carolina can go on the road and win a big game. I, well, that's, it's a big opportunity. And I agree with you. The, the Dallas's offense is it's impressive. Mm -hmm. um, but Carolina's defense is just as impressive. I agree. And I also you – know, I, I, want... I want to see how they run the football. It can, if too. Dallas can run the football – because no team's oh. really tried to just pound Carolina yet. And Houston did. Yeah, but I mean, but Houston, that was Houston without Tyrod. So it's like completely different. I will say this. I agree. But you know I, I will mean? say this, though. Like, I, I want to see even strengths. Like, I just want to see some good football. I, I think it's too to, good. I don't think anybody's trying to talk up that Texans win because I don't think the Texans are great. Yeah. But I do think David Kelly's done a decent job. And if you look uh, at them, everybody, the players are all bought in. They play well. They beat the Jaguars. Week yeah. One. And in week two, when Tyrod got hurt, and I feel like a broken record because I've been saying this on the show for like a week. It was 14-all at halftime in Cleveland. Right. And, you know, they were playing tough. And In fact, in that game, even after Davis Mills came in, that offensive line only gave up a sack all day to Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney. So, yeah. I mean, like, they've protected the quarterback. I, I like Houston, there. man. I, I thought they played really well the other night, too, on um, – what was that, Thursday night? When they played the other night? Who, Houston? Houston. Last Carolina, week it was Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carolina. And I – I thought they played really well. Davis Mills just, I mean, he's a rookie, bro, and they made him look like a rookie, which is good. He is talented, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you don't hate it. I just think it's crazy that Deshaun Watson is, like, making 40 mil, not even 
It's cr- it is. It, nuts. It, 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 yeah, it is. <laughs> but nuts. anyways, that, I'm not going to say that. Anything well, no, it's funny because I told you a few minutes ago that I was going to start just getting back into. I'm just going to lift and eat. That's my yes, new plan for that's life. That's it. I'm just going to be a taller Jay Glazer. That's my plan. <laughs> I'm just going to be a taller Jay Glazer. I don't know if I'm going to shave. The that's head not yet. bad. That's not bad. No, that's good not a bad gift. Stays stays in the gym, right? So yes, uh, that just, is not a bad gift. I know Jay. No disrespect, Jay. I like Jay. You know, nothing wrong with being you know a little shorter, but I'm just going to be a taller Jay Glazer. That's my plan. You could be a lot worse things in life. He grinds at it, man. He just—I think he's—he just moved from LA. No, I like that guy. He's—he's—he's he's carved out a really cool place for himself, you know, in in the football world. But yeah, this is a a big game in Dallas. And he knows the right people, Kyle. Yeah, no doubt. And so, like Sam Darnold, this is—I still have people today on the show. They're like, "What has Sam Darnold proven?" And I was like, "Man, like I'm not trying to tell you that this guy is Aaron Rodgers today. Like, I, and I'm not even thinking—I don't—I'm not even telling you I think that he's going to or could do that. It's way too soon to say things like that." But he's already been so much better than he ever was in New York. And it's so obvious that that was the, the problem. That was the issue. And it's what every quarterback needs. You need, you need playmakers around you. You need protection, right? You, you need a good playbook and a good play caller. Like, every successful quarterback needs those things. And so he's got them now. And he's got guys that can make plays for him. So yeah. it shouldn't be a shock to anybody that he's suddenly looking a, a lot better. I actually like what he's doing. Um, he is playing better. The, he, the this is the most amount of weapons that he's had too. I think that Carolina's receiving core and the weapons around him really showed up big against Houston. Like it's not just Sam Darnold, but the weapons are better. The play calling was better. Knowing that they were also running a lot of cover two systems, they really worked. They put DJ over the middle of the ball. It was really a lot of the. And you know that's what that's what Joe Brady's supposed to be doing. That's my phone. Oh, I thought I was getting. And uh, you know. And and that is that he's so smart when, you know, attacking cover two schemes and all these other things, the way you work over the middle of the ball, looked a lot like Sean Payton. It was very nice to see that. I thought – I think Joe Brady is getting better as well. I think everybody Agreed. is getting better for the Carolina Panthers at this time. And that's what it takes. It takes all your young people all getting better at the right time with the right veteran leadership to actually give you a chance to be successful. Right now, you give Carolina the credit because they won those three games. There's still three NFL games in the bank. And it's a lot of teams that don't have those three wins that wish they had them. So don't discredit them, but don't overcount them either. There's still just three wins. And, and I think there's something to be said for the fact that on top of a really nice start at 3-0, and mm-hmm. their front office is showing a lot of competency right now. Like their front office well, they're, is they're, they're really – to me, I feel like they're saying – they're like pushing some 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 eggs really in on this season. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't. We'll see how it turns out. Right. You know what I mean? Just because you're playing aggressive doesn't mean you're always going to be there. Right. At the end. But they're they're collecting talent. Like they're they're collecting dudes that you know we haven't. I know you you and I joked about the whole Thomas Davis saying that this team's more talented than your mm-hmm. 2015 Super Bowl run. But um, they're really talented. I mean, and especially relative to where they were, you know, just a year ago. Now, because, I mean, again, you, I know you know these things better than anybody else out there listening, that you got to prove things before anybody's going to crown you anything. But when you look at just the players, that, the talent that we know they have now, and J.C. Horn and C.J. Henderson at the cornerback position, and Dante Jackson, who is playing the best football of his career right now, like he's not just you – know, he's tackling well. That, this is the best we've ever seen Dante tackle. And you got Jeremy Chen at safety. And, you know, Justin Burris has been good. So, like, this is a, like a legitimately good defense, like you've talked about. So they've shown a lot of competency just in, in not just the people they brought in. But if C.J. Henderson works out, well, you, you just got a top 10 dude for a third-round pick and a, a nice player in Dan Arnold. But, like, you should 
typically have to give up more for a top 10 player. So, like, this is these are things I that, thought they, uh, they exchanged some picks too, right? Well, right. So, it was CJ and a fifth next year for Dan Arnold and a third going to Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. So, the Panthers get you're right. The Panthers gave up, uh, uh, like I said, Dan Arnold and a third round pick. Yeah. So, we'll see. Dan Arnold's already made a couple catches. I mean, he's a good player. He is. And we'll see how it goes. All these things are, are too determined, too, right? It's a reason. Why was CJ Henderson not playing in Jacksonville? Oh, well, he's dealt with injuries for sure. You see what I'm saying? So, Oh, the guy didn't want to be there. Right, right. From the beginning, he didn't want to be in Jacksonville. Right. So, I I just want to see – I want to let it all happen. Uh, Last time I saw a corner get picked that high and run into this many issues within his first team this fast was Eli Apple. Right, right. And somebody else pointed that out. I'm like, this is the – Let's hope it's not another Right, right, right. That's all I'm saying. Uh, It's a fair point. Yeah, before I get any way on it. So – Look, like I said, I'm going to talk about what I do know, which is that I think Carolina's defense will still be competitive regardless of who's out there or who's playing. A.J. Bouye is still on this team. And they have some young guys that made it through their camps that they have to believe in because obviously they wouldn't be on the team. So that's good to see this, and we'll see what happens. Well, Uh, right. It's a big game. I can't wait for it. But I also also was – I don't know why I said it like that. I thought of you when the C.J. Henderson press conference happened because – like, he's, he's a, a quiet guy, kind of a man of few words, always has been that way, it seems. And, you know, some people interpreted that, of course, to mean that he sounded, like, disinterested, unhappy to be there. Some dudes just don't really like to talk to the media. Some dudes just don't really like to talk. And Some people don't like to talk to people they don't know. Not every – some people are introverts. Right, like, exactly. And I can't relate to that. It's but different I personalities. That. Right. Yeah. I, I, I'm the opposite, but I can understand that. I, I know people like that. So – yeah, so, I mean, of course, they're going to run with whatever and misinterpret it, but he said something, you know, that to the effect of, I think he was asked if he watched a game or something, and, you know, he's just, no, I, did, I don't really watch games or whatever. The, it was something like he doesn't really watch a lot of football outside of mm-hmm. doing what he does, and people, again, ran with that, and it just reminded me of you and I talking they about They asked him that? Some, again, I'm paraphrasing. I'm going to go find the actual question. Okay, okay, but okay. Again, anyway, I, I, sorry. No, his, no, don't worry about it. Overall, the, the point is his answer, there was nothing wrong with it, nor is it that uncommon. Right. Like you and I talked about. There are a lot of dudes who are really good at football that that's just what they do for a job. No doubt. And they don't we've, want to we've do already discussed football that. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's plenty of guys. Away from football. So that's a yeah, thing. But, but some people don't like that because they love it. And people like to live through other people and have their dreams. It's, it's kind of crazy. It is, but, well, it is what it is. You know, some yes. people take that way too far. And a lot of people get it. Like By the way, Jacksonville just got stopped on fourth and goal. Oh, speaking of, we got to check this Virginia-Miami game, too. And uh, and figure out what's going on over there, dude. I've had Miami's a, trash. Had a week, dude. Had a week. All right. So can, tell me about it, because your new goal here is that you're just going to eat and just lift weights. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. I mean, it's just what's always worked. So I figure, why not get back to doing that? I like and, it. So I'm just going to do that. I'm just going to get yoked and uh, eat. That that'll work for me. Um, my truck. Remember last week I got here and I was like, hey, I got a truck. Trans- yeah. I, I had a transmission leak, right? Or right. I was leaking transmission fluid. And I'm like, all right, it's an older truck. It just comes with driving one, so. Go get it checked out. Well, it turns out it's not a transmission leak. Um, Well, there was a little bit, but nothing significant. But it turns out that I had this big job done like six months ago. I won't get into details, but a lot of steering system stuff replaced. Just old truck, rebuilding it. I want to keep it, you know, driving great. Well, got it done. Like the dudes I'm working with. Here we get six months later. I'm going in for something else. Come to find out all those brand new parts that I just paid a nice bit of money for weren't greased properly. 
And um, yeah, I've been driving around on, on bare bone stuff. So uh, of course it takes damage that it shouldn't be taking in the course of six months. And fortunately somebody found it, but I will say there's a, like a good ending to the story. The people who did it were like, yep, our mistake. We're going to handle it and take care of it. So not oh. a you know nightmare story at the end of the day, but it's been a roller coaster of a week, buddy. It's been a roller coaster of a week. Kyle, man, that that stinks. Look, first of all, anytime it, it goes hard on for you, you know, your baby or your car. Yeah, you know I, I mean, because you know how I am. I do. I I'm, I mean, look, man, I'm the same way with my car. We so. had this conversation on the lost yeah, episode man. that we don't talk about. That, the, the, you know. <laughs> You and I just cling to vehicles that we don't really want to give up and don't we care do. what anybody thinks about it. We, I don't. I don't. I, it's I don't like care. what I ride. I have. I love my truck. I'm with I, you, Kyle. If, if it just falls apart, fine. I'll find something else. Until <laughs> it falls apart, you're not taking it from me. It's like your blankie, It's man. mine. You're not taking it from me. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt with my blankie for a long time. Did you see, first of all, but, know, what? Oh, no. No, so, go ahead. What? what no, no, no. Go, go, go. Did you see... To, well, first of all, you know, the Rolling Stones are in town tonight, right? I did see that. At yes. Bank of America Stadium. So the Rolling Stones are literally down the street from us right now, rocking. Um, good for them. I'm, I've never been a big Stones guy myself. Yeah, man. He's, um, they're a little bit old for me. Well, I mean, Mick Jagger's 80 years old. Did you see him? He, yeah, he was out last night. Yeah, at the Thirsty Beaver over on Central Avenue. Mm-hmm. Just uh, out and people like nobody noticed. People left him alone. There's actually a piece up right now, like Axio Sharp. I heard, I heard. They were like, he, the the bartender, nobody knew who he was. What the headline is, and I'm quoting the headline of the story at Axio Charlotte is Mick fucking Jagger was at the Thirsty Fucking Beaver and nobody noticed. <laughs> That's the headline of the story. Yeah, because he <laughs> tweeted out about it this morning. Yeah. And at there's no way he could have tweeted it, you know, that last night while he was there. It would have been crazy. I mean, but, I, and the thing is, again, he's Mick Jagger, so he is an, not just a legend. That dude's a rock icon. Right. And, again, I'm not even a Stones fan. Like, they got a couple of good songs, but, like, I don't listen to the Stones yeah, on purpose. Yeah, he's well-renowned for sure. And, but, like, of course, you know, maybe right in a different setting. Like, 20 years ago, he probably couldn't. But, like, it's 2021. You got a bunch of Gen Zers out there, faces <laughs> buried in their phones, you know, probably watching anime before they I've were. never been there. Is it well-lit? Uh, the Thirsty Beaver? Mm-hmm. It's a good spot. I haven't been there in a while, but I mean, you know the story about that place. So No, I the name the name of it alone kind of scares right. me. Right, and there are people that <laughs> could tell the oral history of the Thirsty Beaver. The oral history. Wow, I didn't realize that, that came out. <laughs> okay, the oral Kyle. history of the Thirsty Beaver. Can that be the episode? Can I, can I name this episode the oral history of the Thirsty Beaver? Yes, please. Yes. With all due respect. The oral history of the Thirsty Beaver. Um, <laughs> it feels misleading because if people actually think that's what they're coming here for, I'm going to feel bad. That's a great name, though. That's a great name. First of all, the picture it he is. took. The picture he took was a perfect album cover. We might have just come up with the perfect album name: "The Oral History of the Thirsty Beaver." That's it, dude. I'm telling you, we got to get a hold of Mick Jagger. <laughs> I think we just came up with some, some. We just slapped a name on his album cover. If if he comes with another, he's he's not doing another album. Probably. Not. I have no idea. At this but, point, there's no way they're doing anything but playing the hits. That's, <laughs> there you that's go. what they're like, doing. Dude. You know, I mean, maybe they can do a Christmas version. They're playing the hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're playing the hits. That's all they're doing. So they're in town. They're they're literally rocking right now down the street. Yeah. You know Chappelle's in town too, right? I did not know Chappelle's in town. Okay, so Dave – so you know uh, um, Donnell um, uh, Rawlings? Yes. Yes, so Donnell Rawlings is uh, doing a show Mm -hmm. at the Fillmore – and just randomly, Ashley Larry, th- Ashley Larry, four hours ago, the Fillmore was like, "Hey, by the way, Donnell Rawlings tonight featuring a guest spot from Dave Chappelle." It's like, what? 
Y'all, y'all couldn't give anybody a heads up because no. I still have never seen him live. And you I haven't, huh? No, I would oh love my to gosh, see him he's live. so funny. I'm, yes, he, and he's so offensive. And people just need to get over themselves. You come to a comedy show, like don't come to a comedy show and be about your feelings. Like come to a comedy show, be ready to laugh, even if it's you're the joke sometimes. But like you can also not be the joke. Like yeah. don't don't take it personal. Yeah. Don't come into a comedy show and think you're gonna take things personal. I I just think it's hilarious also that. He'd literally be in a non-smoking building and smoking on the stage. It's yes. like oh, he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> and just like kind of ashes it too. It's just like those. Remember the first two pop-up Netflix specials that he did that he just dropped on everybody. Yes, remember those? I mean, just yes, fantastic. Um, and, and that's he just. So you were talking about you know being offended. There is a there's a, a lane for that cancel culture stuff that is absolutely legitimate, right? Where yes, like a lot of people percent. use cancel culture as an excuse to be, uh, to excuse bad behavior, to be assholes, to just basically skirt responsibility for being jerks, trolls. Correct. But like there is some truth to it, obviously. Where mm-hmm. you know you have comedians who are doing acts that are you know um, boycotted, you know, or protested against outside of their shows, and you know it's just I, I I understand that words carry meaning, but like these people are like Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle is one of the most offensive comics, I think it's fair to say, that you're going to run into. Uh, so was Eddie Murphy. So was Richard Pryor. George Carlin was one of the most offensive people in the history of comedy. Um, I mean, the list goes on. Well, that's how it was. But that's... That's like the grassroots of it. And you know, you know what? Maybe it's just like, you know, people like us, please offend me. Just wash me in offensiveness. Like, I, I love being offended when I listen to comedy. You know, I, I like it. You clearly... it's Well, yeah, because... Uh, Look, we are born of sin, Kyle. We're not like perfect people. It's 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 it, that's why we that's why we all think it. Right. Just, that's why it's funny when people joke about it because it's all true. Right. It'd be different if it wasn't true. I know. I'm tired of people like acting like what they say or or some of the like some of the things are just pure funny. Like when it's funny, it's funny. It's I've funny. come there for the comic relief. Right. I mean, of just. That. So I want to be entertained. The, right. There, there is a lane of that cancel culture stuff where it's like, dude, I mean, you, you got to stop trying to kill people from doing bits because if you can't be offended, well, we just can't have comedy shows anymore. Yeah, man. I love Bill Blur, too. Oh, he's they, oh God. Yes. And, of course, he, they, the mob he's, tried to get him. He's, um, and, and I he, know, look, I'm not vouching for everything in the world that oh Bill Burr's gosh. ever said in his life. But not that at all. dude is funny. He is. He's he, very funny. He has funny. a lane. That's what I'm saying. That I, I love comedy. And, and, again, I, this, here's one for you that a lot of people don't like these days and fine, whatever. Joe Rogan's stand-up is oftentimes hilarious. I can yeah. believe that. Joe Rogan's Joe funny. Rogan's stand-up is oftentimes hysterical. But, you know, Joe's now the ivermectin dude, and, you know, he's the guy that the, the far left hates, and so can't talk about him, you know, without being labeled whatever. So, no, Chappelle's in town tonight. And, um, you know, along with Mick Jagger, and then Brooks and Dunn is in town tonight too, uh, as is Travis Tritt. So we have a star-studded Weird lineup of like music stars and comedians: <laughs> Dave Chappelle, uh, Travis Tritt, Brooks and Dunn, and the Rolling Stones, all in town on the same night. I hey mean, Charlotte is popping. Charlotte's popping, baby. On a Wednesday night, little old Charlotte. Hey man, it's it not happens. too shabby. No man, not bad at all. This place I, is kind of popping more and more all the time, though. Well, it's just different areas, and they got all kinds of different things going on. So it's, I, I like Charlotte. It's a growing city. It has a lot of things like that are new and a right. new wave and it, it's different. So it, it seems pretty cool, man. I actually have enjoyed in thinking I've actually made the right decision to settle here. Well, 
tons of tons of guys like you have. Yeah, man, it's, it's pretty cool, man. I I, I will not complain at but all. But you know what? With that growth comes the the erasing of places like the Thirsty Beaver. Except the Thirsty Beaver won't be. Erased. I've never been there. I have to go now. So the bottom. The, the I'm gonna take version. my wife on a date there. Yeah, I mean it's a great spot to go have a drink. I mean I wouldn't know. I don't know what kind of date night you're looking for. Dude, like, I'm just I'm just trying to you know. Do your thing. Like yeah. Look, I will always recommend the Thirsty Beaver. Um, I want to catch built, a vibe. What's so the like vibe? The developers came through and started scooping up all the stuff, and everybody was selling. And the Thirsty Beaver was like, no, we're not selling. And so they built like an apartment complex on top of them and other <laughs> stuff all around. So there's like the little old Thirsty Beaver right in the middle of all this brand new construction. <laughs> and they're just sitting there like it's like they're just like a big middle finger to these big, you know, corporate developing or developers. And it's it's just fun. I, I smile every time I drive. That's by all that they want to do. I smile every time I drive by that place. It's awesome. Really? I got to see this now. Well, I mean, I, and I don't, I don't, not over there as much anymore because I don't live on that side of the city, but man, I, I love that place. It's the best. It's in Plaza. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's over there on Central Ave. Oh, yeah, 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 right down the street. We just made this a hyper Charlotte podcast for like 10 seconds. That's Sorry. A, we, it's all right. No all right, so apologize. let's talk about, let's talk about, let's talk about. What? Some like some college football games. There's a lot of big you're games very excited. this weekend. You I and am. I had a really good conversation going about these Arkansas Razorbacks. Yes. So I know you've been breaking them down. You love getting into SEC network I mode. I love Arkansas and Razorbacks. I'm with, you. I'm with you. I do. So, uh, you, you got, so we agree. Immediately we agree. The Arkansas defense is fun. And so they're legit. They're going to Georgia. And I didn't know the number was this big. You told me 18 point underdogs. Yeah, that's what I that saw. That seems way too big for me. Way too big. I, Arkansas. First of all, my biggest question mark going into the game is how does Georgia score? All right. They don't run the ball. Should the question be how does Arkansas score? I mean, that's fine, too. But I've seen Arkansas score. But you're more interested in how does Georgia right, score? Right, right, right. I'm more interested in how Georgia scores. Like, nobody scores on Georgia's defense, so I don't expect Arkansas's offense to have much success. Okay, fair enough. You know what I mean? Like, I that. that's that to me, that's boring. I that's, get that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I get that's that. That's boring. Georgia's that. defense is the best thing I've seen in college football all year long, period. The best. Like, the, the best thing I've seen in college football, period, point blank. And But. But. But Arkansas's defense is really good. They're active. They get their hands on the ball a lot. They force turnovers. And they understand what they're doing. They know who they are, Kyle. They know exactly who they are. Georgia, I feel like, still needs to prove who they are versus the rivalry, like a good opponent. And now, you know, of course they beat Clemson, but Clemson is, doesn't look like a great Clemson team right now. So you take that away. And they didn't even score. And Arkansas's defense is really good, too. If you think Clemson's defense is good, I think Arkansas – I'll take Arkansas's defense over Clemson's defense. Well, with the injuries, yeah. I, before the injuries, no, I would. Really? If, yes, I would. Wow. Yes, I would. So then you think this is going to be the, some slobber knocker nine No doubt. Game. This is going to be a low-scoring game, and I'm wondering how it happens. Now, yes, but the same way Georgia could have just some guy get over the top or a big play happen, yes, that could happen. But you can't tell me that Arkansas can't do that either. When they got Traylon Burks on the outside, all he needs is one on one. He'll beat a guy. You like those odds? Sure. Well, no, I just I had to find this quote. So it, it's a it's a really good thing. And then there's other games too, man. It's a whole bunch of SEC games. I'm very inter intrigued by the Auburn at LSU. I'm intrigued by that one. Fantastic games this weekend. There's a bunch of them. But here's the quote that I was telling you about. I wanted to get it right. So David Pollock, your buddy, uh, Georgia defensive end, ESPN guy, <laughs> yes. uh, said that he said the Razorbacks play like they have been locked in a cage for three days, then released on game day with one instruction, go hunt. And, that's, and I saw that. And I started cracking up last night. Because when you watch them, they just play smart, fast, and angry. And, like, they're just so much fun to watch. They know where they're supposed to be at. They're really good in their zone defenses. 
they make you they make you check the football down in what we call defensively we call that the no cover zone which is the line of scrimmage in the first five yards right you don't cover that whoa now that was, was a nice a great throw and catch, catch. Miami. That was a nice throw and okay, catch. So, we, so now we're watching up. UVA Miami. See, this is it's now it's night. What is it? Nineteen thirteen. Extra point coming up. So Miami was just down nineteen seventeen, uh, or nineteen seven. I'm sorry. And now it's nineteen thirteen. That was a hell of a throw. Who is this kid that's backing up Derek King? I completely forgot his name. I got to pull this up. Um, anyway, I'll, I'll grab the kid's name. But that was a hell of a throw. I'll look it up. Kyle. Hell of a throw. Uh, and now well, he's won a score game. But see, like, this is the – ooh, I, okay, so Brennan Armstrong threw a pick inside his own 20 and set up that score. Wow. Ooh, Armstrong's been fantastic, too. He's, play, he's been the best quarterback in the ACC all year. Have you watched this kid? I know you probably don't go out of your way to watch Tyler Van Dyke. What is it? Tyler Van Dyke. Tyler Van Dyke. Okay, yes. So, I, I've, today I, I still thought there was a chance Derek King would play, but obviously not. But Brennan Armstrong at UVA, have you watched him play? No, I haven't. He, he, he's, light, he's lit up everybody they've played. I mean, he's putting quarterback. up video game numbers. All right, I'm going to go check him out. Red-headed – I mean, not that that matters, but left-handed kid. And, yeah, I mean, I mean, he threw for 554. It does matter when you're a left-hander because not everybody's a lefty. He threw for 554 against uh, North Carolina two weeks ago. Um, Doesn't shock me. Right, he's just – well, right. And, he, and he's just lighting people up. So, yeah, he just threw a pick inside his own 20 and set up that score. But this is a – like, this is a game that, you know, people tell the Coastal Division jokes now and whatever else, but – Miami just looked like, I'll just go with awful uh, in their first three <laughs> games. Uh, Alabama kills them. App State should have beat them. Uh, and Michigan State thrashed them in Miami. A 21-point. Yeah, I mean, just hammered them. And so, you know, even with all that, tonight is still their first ACC game. Yeah. So, you know. They're still out there in front of them. That's, sure. I heard Paul Feinbaum talk about that. Is that everybody's talking about, oh, these teams are over. This one's this. I'm like, they hadn't even played conference games. Ohio State still has everything right there in front well, of them. Well, so. they do. You know, they I mean? only but, have one loss. Yeah, but it, it's still other games that are that could be really good. So, I mean, in this season has been – and I've been hearing you talk about that, how, you know, everybody's kind of a lot more even this year in college football. It's it's a lot more of that. And, and I don't think it has much to do with the transfers portal as much as it's like how hard it is to live up to preseason hype for each team. For sure. I, and – the, because the rankings tell you where you are, doesn't actually, you still got to go out there and prove it. Oh, I agree. I, and, but, and I think that's a lot of it, too. And you, you got to develop these players. I think a lot of college coaches are too focused on recruiting the next player, and they're not actually doing the X's and O's part. I've been watching a lot more college football, and I'm studying other teams, Kyle, and I'm looking all around college, and I just do not understand – what some of these coaches are teaching these young men about how to play football when it comes to tackling, covering, defensively, your scheme, schematics. And, look, a coach used to tell me this all the time, and I got it from Greg Williams, and it makes so much sense. He's like, look, this coach is a horseshit coach if he can't tell you where your eyes need to be at when he's coaching you. Like, don't tell me just to back up or backpedal. Like, right. where do your eyes need to be at? And if you tell if you tell a really good athlete where his eyes need to be at and train him on where his eyes need to be, his natural his body will naturally do right. Right. And so when I'm watching all these college kids, you know, coming up on a play action fake, and I'm like, dude, you're in the deep half. Why are you even looking at the quarterback on a play action fake? You, you got eight other guys in front of you that are going to make that tackle. Why are you even looking there? So I'm seeing a lot of these little things and nuances. And I'm, I'm always last to blame players. I want to, like, what are we actually teaching? 
these kids as I'm watching these football teams. And it's a lot of it in college. And that's why I know professional, you can't get away with that stuff. The margin of error is too small. So, and I, and I see that when I see that in the NFL, I, I see false steps. That's what it is. But well, college yeah. is just so bad coaching. Kyle, situationally, it's terrible. I, we no, saw look, Norvell with Florida State, the Hail Mary. There's no way that should have happened. No. no way. Well, I mean, yeah. So, but like last week, uh, and it's a it's a near loss. But Georgia State, Auburn, Georgia Del- State. I mean, Auburn, I mean that, Georgia yeah. State should have won the game. Yes, they should have won the game. They slowed it down and got and froze up. I know they did that. I know Auburn had nothing going for them, and that's another team. Auburn could look up if they don't get this right, which I totally, I hate that they fired that coach too, Cornelius Williams. Uh, Cornelius, uh, I think it is Cornelius Williams. Uh, Williamson. Um, but anyways, no, I think that's uh, that's Big C from Arkansas. Why am I getting that name wrong? I don't know. Anyways, uh, Cornelius Robinson. Anyways, so the um, what was I just talking about? College. I got I Auburn, Georgia away. State. Yeah, Auburn, Georgia State. Georgia State dominated. They ran the ball up and down the field on them early. They missed gaps. Auburn's defense was missing to Kobe McLean. I do understand that, and he is a really, really good, talented linebacker in the middle of that defense. But you're still. Auburn, you are Auburn University. Sure. You are not – like, it's certain games that you have to be better and win these games. And if you're not, then you're not who everybody – your perception versus reality. I think that's what I need to – that's what I'm going to do. That's, I, I, well, I need I, to write that but down. But here's the thing. I, I also think these, these players just – think about general society. I'm not trying to get too high-minded with this, but, like, think about, you know, the, what they're dealing with now that players of, you know, at their age of previous generations didn't necessarily have to deal with, you know, social media, the last two years of life, right? Pandemic, like th- these, there's a lot on the minds of 18, 19, 20, 21 year old guys. And so I-, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some element of that that needs to be accounted for too. But like, we're seeing it all over the place. Like Georgia, I, I know Clemson's <laughs> offense is a mess, right? But to play 14, eight at home against Georgia Tech, uh, you know, for we, we saw Louisiana Tech should have beaten Mississippi State and Starkville to start the season. Northern Illinois beat Georgia Tech. Uh, Vanderbilt got smoked at home by an FCS school. Um, what am I thinking? Oh, UTSA hammered Illinois uh, in Illinois. Uh, Charlotte beat Duke. Um, I'm sure there's a bunch that I'm – so, I mean, it's, it's a lot of it, right? There's a lot of it going on. And it, I, I, I haven't poured through the numbers, so I haven't looked in previous years of what the biggest upsets were and how many. But it does feel very much like there's more of them already this year. Yes. Right? I mean, that, Right. I, well, yeah. And, and that's all because of the details, Kyle. And some of these teams just aren't good. Like, I watch Clemson. Yeah. They're not, they are not good offensively. They're not creative. DJ Uliangalele is only looking at one side of the field. If he looks gets to the other side, he's running. It's it's you know he's they're not creative offensively enough and defensively I mean I don't love their players I don't think their players are that great when it comes to I look at other teams and I'm like I thought Georgia I would just I imagine I look at Georgia who's the best so they're an outlier right. but I look at other teams around other conferences Arkansas's linebackers I look at them they fly around and play faster than Clemson's linebackers now Skalski. I like him, but he's a, a wily vet. He's just a really great college player. But how many NFL talented or caliber players do I see on that Clemson defense right now and Clemson's offensive line? I don't see Bad. one guy. Well, yeah, they, they've got multiple problems. The offensive line is not good. They do. Play calling is But that, that's part of it, though, right? So 
are you you getting the same recruiting classes, right? Like, how are you developing these guys when they get into your program? And I'm not just calling Clemson out. I'm talking about all of these big-name schools. Sure. Their perception is these are big schools. These are Power 5 schools. But the reality is they are not uh, – they are not – developing these players that they're actually getting on these campus. Everybody gets four stars. Everybody gets three stars. Like, what does that even matter if you don't develop into more or, or, or more than that dang star rating coming out of high school? You have to develop and continue to train and get better. And that's the coaching and the players. And that's what I see that's really missing. That's why you're going to see all these upset, Kyles. And it's the reason why in the NFL – 51% of the, the rosters are made up of, like, undrafted, yeah, yeah, yeah. small school guys. Yep. No, you're right. That's 51% of the rosters. Because why? Because they grind. Oh, yeah. They grind. Well, they'll, play, they'll play special teams. Like, they'll, <laughs> they they'll, grind. They'll, they'll, right. They'll do whatever they have to do to make a <laughs> roster. And some of these guys turn out to be really good players, too. So that's, that's what's cool. Something else real quick. Did you just to pivot out of this? For a second, because this I got. Sorry, this I went into a hole. No, right you're there. good, dude. We got to the end of the uh, show today, and Smoke was like, "Hey, man, do you see who's gonna do the halftime show for the Super Bowl?" And I was like, mm -mm. "And I usually don't care anymore because it's like Maroon Five or Katy Perry, so I just go do something else." And I no agree. offense to them, it's just not really my thing. I like Maroon Five. Well, whatever. I mean, I Katy Perry's performing Super Bowl. It's really music. Good. People like what they like, right? I'm with it. But this year, this coming Super Bowl, Snoop Dogg, <gasps> Dr. Dre, oh what happened? What happened? You got oh, a touchdown? We, if that ball really counted. No like, way. I think it bounced off a Miami player, hit off somebody else on the ground, and the dude just caught it. All right, I'm going to watch the replay on this, but check this yeah, out go real ahead. quick. Sorry. Half -time no, you're good. Halftime show Super Bowl. Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar. Might be best ever. Best ever, right? Might be. Like, Might be best the, ever. I don't think I remember one since Bruno Mars did it, and I don't remember which one that was. Uh, Might be best ever. Could be. Uh, yeah. I mean, who did who did the 2015 halftime? You weren't there. You don't know. You, I, I mean, you were playing, but I, you don't remember who that was, do you? No, 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 not at all. I got to find out now because now it's going to drive me insane. But, yeah, Bruno Mars is like the last one that I remember because Bruno Mars is ridiculously talented. He is. He's so good. I mean, he's just he, – I got all the CDs I, in I, So I compared him to Michael Jackson to like the wrong person. Mm -hmm. I got an earful about it. And I'm like – Yeah, you can't compare anybody to Michael Jackson. Kyle, uh, that's, that's just right. kind of unfair. Wait, what? What do you mean? You can't. Michael Jackson is like uh, the GOAT. Okay, well, I get – well, okay, we can debate that, right, in multiple fronts, but all I was going to say is Bruno Mars has uh, – yeah, that was tw that was the Super Bowl. That was Levi's – yeah, that was the one. <coughs> Pardon me. That was the best one that Kyle, I remember. that might be the play of the year. I'm just letting you know. What do you, so I missed it all, huh? Look now i got to turn around. So this was what? Sorry, people. No, you're good. So this was uh, – oh, oh, wow. Watch so this Miami, Watch this it. was the ball for those that are going to listen to this after the fact and have already seen the highlight. This is the UVA-Miami game, the ridiculous catch in the end zone. The ball hit the Miami hands, bobbled up, intercepted on the ground by UVA. No, touchdown. Touchdown, sorry. Yeah, touchdown. My bad. I got it reversed. Near interception, caught by UVA, touchdown. 25-14, third quarter. Yeah, see, this is, this is big because Virginia's 0-2 in the conference – and if they can, you know, salvage something, um, you know, they can stay alive tonight. They're still in a hole, but they can salvage, you know, at least keep on life support their, their coastal hopes. Miami, this is just going to be another so Kyle, continuation here, of misery. What is – what's what? up with the ACC? What's up with the ACC? Is the ACC football? It's stanky right now. <laughs> just a little – yeah, just past the expiration date at the moment. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of things, dude. I don't know. It's uh, Clemson stinks, and they're the only ones that have shown up for the last five years. Um, 
you know, my Hokies have not been the same since they went to the title game in 2016, and uh, their offense just keeps getting worse. Uh, Miami is doing this all the time. Uh, Florida State is an absolute dumpster fire right now. Oh, man. And, I I mean, I'm not trying to – say anything that I think is outrageous by saying that I think so far Mike Norvell might have done a worse job than Willie Taggart to this point. I'm not, I mean, I don't know how you feel about that, but he's to be, we just got to be fair. I mean, he's Willie Taggart got run out of town and Mike Norvell is, is authoring some bad ones left and right. So, so Kyle, man, I I just think it's, man, they are bad. They're bad. They are. So I just like that. It's wide open uh, that I guess, we may get some new contenders or at least people that think they can. So. Did you see the game? You probably didn't see any of the game with Florida State Saturday. Or, I'm sorry, with Louisville on Saturday? No. Second play from scrimmage. Louisville goes over the top. Malik Cunningham, touchdown. <laughs> so, I mean, second play from scrimmage. <laughs> I don't know, man. They're, nobody can save them either right now. No, they're bad. They're they really bad. are. So, but, Kyle, let me tell you, I, w- I want to talk about something that's joyful right now. What? Not, not pain of What is it? Florida What's State. joyful? Dude, traveling with the SEC Nation has been really cool. Getting to see these campuses. Did you have fun in Columbia? I had a freaking blast at Columbia. The atmosphere was awesome. They have a good atmosphere. They have a great atmosphere. It was parents' weekend, too, so that added to it. I had a great time. I had a great dinner at uh, this steak place uh, right there. I forget it. My boy Red took me, and uh, he and his wife. It was great. We had dinner, uh, some wine, did my show. The people were all out. Dude, they had cheerleaders. They had the dance team. They had the band. They had students there. It was awesome. And, you know, Florida Gainesville was a great uh, a great atmosphere too, but it didn't shock me that they showed up because, you know, Tim and Laura were there. So now, you know, Alabama, we're going to Alabama this weekend. It should be awesome. I'm really looking forward to it. I have my, my fam come in. We're going to go to the game. I've never taken my kids to a game so in Tuscaloosa. So You're pumped. Look, I'm pumped. Dude, pumped. I'm really looking forward to it. And South Carolina was great atmosphere. Shout out to Columbia, bro. They showed a lot of love. And uh, it's been cool, man, this whole little – thing that I got working and it's really good when the SEC teams are good because now you got good opportunities to go to good games, uh, games that really matter, games that count. Everybody's really talking about this Alabama uh, Ole Miss game. It's going to be lights out. Should be a lot more scoring than Arkansas and uh, Arkansas and uh, who's Arkansas? Georgia. Georgia, yeah. And it's going to be fireworks, dude, but everybody's talking about Lane, 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 and I think Lane deserves all the credit in this world, but I mean, he's still, Nick Saban is still there. And for all the things that that Lane has done so great, you got to be crazy if you don't think Nick Saban didn't mark this same date down when he found oh, out too. And that well, since he gave up all those points in those yards last, you don't think he's – It's well documented that <laughs> Nick wears his assistants out, when he's, his former assistants out when he sees them. Like he just – what he does, he beats them. And he beats them up pretty good. You know, and so I, – But I do think Lane has the chance to do it more than any other coach. Agreed. I think so too. Because that I, Kirby Smart – I'm telling you, Georgia this year is really freaking good. Well, I'm with you on that. And, again, I think I've said this a few times this week. Lane Kiffin's going to empty the bag against Alabama. Like, he's not going to leave that game. Did you read that article from ESPN today that came out? About the the hiring of Lane Kiffin and Nick Saban, Lane Kiffin, and what changed Alabama forever? Well, I heard some people – I've not read it yet, but I need to. But, like, that's a story that's kind of been told in bits and pieces along the way, too, just that, you know, Lane came in – and we went from Nick Saban complaining about RPOs and you know sounding like the old guy on the corner just yelling at clouds all day to embracing you know high oct- high octane offenses and doing right. these sorts of things. That have allowed it, Alabama. it talks. It does. It talks about that Nick. We know how he brings different coaches around. Like he's always gathering information. He continues to learn. Yeah. And it's 
you know, to be at the high, the, the pinnacle where Alabama was at and still after that kick six say, we're behind. Like changing while you're on top, that's a really big thing and, and really speeding up the process, bringing in other coaches, not just Lane Kiffin, because Lane Kiffin didn't do the fast stuff. Um, but uh, bringing in Art, uh, Art Browse, who was at Baylor at the time. Yep. Before he got in all the trouble. Yep. And he was like the head guy. And then, they, you know, Lane Kiffin going a couple other places, speeding up. Like, they were just really good. And they talked about how Lane's brain worked and how he pushed Nick on some things. But Nick doesn't change about who he is either, how he runs his program. A lot so, of people are always going to hate Lane Kiffin, as evidenced by the fact that Michael Wilbon just teed off on him a couple of nights ago on PTI for reasons that I still can't fully understand. Well, um, I saw, I saw you, that you saw that, right? So yeah. all I said, I don't know if you heard me say it on the radio, but I was like, man, I've watched Michael Wilbon for a long time. And that kind of stopped me in my tracks when he was doing it. And I was like, why is he so pissed about Lane Kiffin? Like, I get it if this was 10 years ago, but like people just kind of let that go from at this point because this guy's been fired at FAU, just kind of all over the place. He's just been Lane. Smoke, than, smoke called him Joey Freshwater. He did call, he did, I was going to call it, yeah. He's Joey Freshwater. But like, I'm, I get it. Like, if you hate Lane Kiffin and he gave you a good reason, hey, I get it. I totally understand. I mean, you're always entitled to it. Like, opinion. I'm watching Wilbon. I'm like, damn, what did he do to make you this angry? And yeah. Then, and then Lane said he, he never, never met, met him. him. Yeah. And I was like, well, what was that then? Like, where did that come from? So, I don't know. You got to give the man's credit, man. The dude's a great head, uh, a great uh, play caller. And look, man, he's. He was young when he had a lot of opportunities, and he's, I he's love growing up. How much he is just like unabashedly hilarious. He is who he is. Well, no, I, but that, but I would say like unabashedly hilariously trying to recruit Arch Manning on Twitter. Is he? It's his. Well, I mean, he's because of course you know if he wants Arch Manning, everybody does. And I saw that this kid. I don't know if you've read anything about it. Cause I know you're probably not a recruiting guy, and I'm not either. But I, it's Arch. It's the one. That'd of be Manning's. a great story. Well, right. So apparently he's cut his two schools down to Texas or Georgia, right? So Eli went to Ole Miss, Peyton went to – and, of course, Archie went to Ole Miss, Peyton went to Tennessee. What year is that kid? Archie – or Archman, the, the kid, I think he's a freshman next year, if I'm not mistaken. A freshman, uh, he's already down to two schools? No, uh, no, 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 no. He, I think he's going to be a freshman wherever he chooses next year. I think he's a senior. Oh, Sorry, oh my okay. bad, but that was confusing. No, I think he's a senior. Because, <laughs> um, again, I've been so far – I saw Thomas Davis' stuff. Instagram. I guess he said he's trying to get him. Oh, for, at Georgia? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That'd well, be great. Well, you know, Clemson fans, for some reason, still think they got a chance at him. And I wouldn't know this if I hadn't seen the headline and read the article. <laughs> but, like, he's down to Texas and Georgia. And Texas, nice. That's Sarkeesian. I, that's what I read. And that's what he was, you know, talking about Sark. But Lane's not giving up. Lane's on Twitter. Somebody on Twitter, to, uh, to, like, tweeted, I love the Manning family. And Lane quote tweeted and said, me too. Because <laughs> he knew he couldn't get in trouble for that. No, hey, man. <laughs> I... I I, I think Lane is hilarious. I love the, his Twitter account is awesome. Yeah. And he has fun with it too, man. And I just love that he's always talking about the rat poison too. Yeah. Well, did, Everything's rat poison. One of my favorite things that he did that I still don't think it's talked about enough. Do you remember when he first got to uh, – it was F, when he got to FAU and he did that like kind of mock recruiting video that looked like it was done on a VHS tape? No, I didn't. Or on a camcorder? It. it does nothing shocks me. Oh, my God. Okay. So I'm sending you that after the show. Write that down because you have to watch this. But, like, that was one of my favorite low key, hilarious things that he did when I started to, like, maybe truly appreciate that this guy had a sense of humor about himself and that he didn't take himself as seriously as maybe people thought he did. But, uh, no, he's a funny guy. So, Kyle, who, who wins these games? I got to have your picks. Uh, I, I, I'm picking Bama. Because like last week I, I picked Kentucky. Over South Carolina because you said it. So. All right, so I, I think Bama wins it. Um, I'm going to go 44-37. Mm-hmm. 44-37. I think they're up by two scores in the fourth, and I think maybe Ole Miss scores to cut it to seven, but can't get the ball back or something like that. I okay. Mean, I All think right. that happens. Um, 
What's the other one? Who? Georgia, Arkansas? Yep, Georgia. Nine to three, Georgia. Nine to three. Nine to three. <laughs> yep. That would be an awesome game. Yep, nine to three. That would be three. an epic game. I, I would love to watch I that. I think Arkansas gets a field goal and probably doesn't cross the 50-yard line to the fourth quarter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about um, Auburn at LSU? Auburn, LSU. Auburn, LSU. Auburn smokes them. We start talking about Coach O on the hot seat. Seriously boiling next week. Really? Oh, sure. Okay, got it. Yeah. Auburn has not won at Baton Rouge since 1999. Doesn't bode well for me. So we'll, <laughs> we'll see what happens there. But right. I, I think Bo Nix goes off. And is just Bo Nix going to start? He got know. benched. I don't know. All all right. Right. It's all right. Don't worry about it. No, I don't Kyle's know. Kyle's calling it. I, I love it. I've been following the Auburn Newswire this week. I have no idea. Kyle, it's all good. Yeah, I, I like you calling your shot. You're supposed to save me on that. I haven't been I following. like you calling your shot. I kind of like it. Okay. So Bo Nix or not Bo Nix goes off and beats uh beats No Tulsa. doubt, man. Sometimes you got to take the deep three like Steph Curry, bro. Give me another one. Give me another one. What's another big game? This oh, I got weekend? them all right here. Okay, okay, hold on. I got one. I got the list for you right here. Uh, right, right are here. you ready? I got, hold on, Cincinnati at there Notre you go. Dame. Cincinnati by 10. Cincinnati by 10. Think about it. Notre Dame nearly lost at home to Toledo. They got taken to overtime by Florida State. And I think Wisconsin sucks. And so the, them smoking Wisconsin. Like, I have a lot of respect for the Wisconsin They didn't program. really smoke Wisconsin. The game got out of hand late. I watched the game. On the scoreboard is what I meant. But, yes. yeah, so, like, you're right. That's the thing. It got out of hand late, and Graham Mertz is not awesome. So, you know, that's uh, – I think they were – Who's Graham? The, right? the quarterback at Wisconsin. Um, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he's, he's not been great. So, I mean, I think, again, Notre Dame is – they went from that game to Cincinnati at home this week, number seven team in the country – they got to go to Blacksburg next week uh, to visit Tech. And then they've got, after that, USC and North Carolina. So they got like a pretty rough five game stretch. Cincinnati does. Notre, no, Notre, Notre Dame Notre does. Dame does. Yeah, yeah, Wisconsin. yeah, man. Yeah, look, I think Cincinnati's the faster team. And we all know Notre Dame has always struggled when you face a more physical team. Well, a team that matches them, their physicality. Yep. And, but is faster. Yep. That is what Notre Dame's uh, Achilles heel has been in the past. I think it would be the same thing. I, I think Cincinnati's defense is active. They they cover really well. Uh, and Notre Dame has to – Notre Dame's offensive line is not playing well. They're playing with a lot of backups, and their struggle is real. So. <laughs> struggle is real. Yeah, man. I've been doing a little bit of homework on them. Have I, you? Yeah, man. So, you want a stat for it? Uh, you got a stat. I got a stat. I All mean, right. Nor let me tell you. So, Notre Dame is playing on their third or fourth left tackle right now they're also playing on a one of their guards is his first time playing power play, playing against power five schools he's only played against like the lower five he's okay. like a mac transfer okay and they've given up 20 sacks over four games All last right. year they gave up 25 over the whole year you got some stats buddy i mean yeah, <laughs> i man. mean you know just a little something you got little, some stats buddy just a little something some I, I appreciate that i just got some some devastating i gotta have a little bit of stats sometime to back up my words i don't want to just sit up here and talk like i I'm can just appreciate talking. that i can I, appreciate that i gotta let the people know so. 27 miami's back in the game 27 21 huh how about this i yeah i'm, I'm curious what happens here because i don't think i don't know I, I i miami's still just living on i think they're fumes but living on the fumes of that run they just get the benefit of the doubt every single year 20 years ago yeah Kyle. every single year they, i mean they just get the, the benefit of the doubt every this was every yes this this literally this conference put the conference championship game the acc did put their title game in florida in multiple locations cities in florida after relo in relocation because they were planning for florida state and miami to be in the yeah. conference championship game most of the time 
and it ha- doesn't happen ever. So where but should for, it be at, Kyle? What do you mean? The the conference championship. Oh, exactly where it is. Charlotte is the right place for the, this. Is the city? There I mean, we go. The ACC and I don't have any inside information on this, but the ACC is going to move its headquarters. Is what it sounds like. And if they move anywhere but Charlotte, it's the wrong answer. They have to move <laughs> Charlotte. Their title game is here. Like every, everything. This is where they bring their conference tournament now. Like they're, they need. They're coming to Charlotte. Just come on to Charlotte. Just make the announcement. Come on to Charlotte. Oh, uh, weren't they? Where are they at? Greensboro, right? Right. And it's, it's kind of like the like the a lot of people don't know the SEC is headquartered in Birmingham. Right. Right. Some people think a lot of people think it's headquartered in Atlanta, but yeah. it's not. It's in Birmingham. So, yeah, it's kind of like that with the, with the but, ACC. But to them, Atlanta's close enough. You know what I mean? Atlanta is – that's where they play it's the Yankee game. T- at. It's Yankee territory is what it, it is. It, it, a little bit. <laughs> but not for real. Atlanta's just a different demographic. Oh, is that what it is? That's all it is. Oh, I thought it was – I like, love Atlanta. Okay. I thought it was Yankee territory. I wasn't sure yet. Mm-mm. So, I know you deep, deep, dirty South folks. So. Yeah, he, at Georgia's dirty South. Oh, I know it is. But yeah, I also, Georgia's dirty south. I'll, I also have a lot of friends from Georgia who will tell me that anything north of Marietta is Yankee territory. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I ain't, I ain't that involved. Yeah, I'm was, an Alabama Yeah, guy. no, I've, I've been true told true. that on multiple occasions. I, I, hey, look, I don't try and tell people in the Georgia and Atlanta surrounding areas what they are. Just walk into Savannah and just feel like there's honey dripping off of you. Whatever that means, Kyle. What do you mean? mean? You know what I mean. You've been to Savannah? Uh, uh, no, not really. There's nothing but Spanish moss and humidity. That's all. I mean, really? it's a beautiful place. You've never really been to Savannah. Really. No, I don't think I've ever really been to Savannah. Georgia. I love Savannah. It's great. It's a great place. Maybe I need to go there, Kyle. Yes, you need to go to Savannah, we should Georgia. Invite, like, more people should go to Savannah. I don't know why Kyle can maybe tell us a little bit, but what else is going on, Kyle? <laughs> so I, I want to I finish off this sports weekend because I'm really excited. All right. It's, that was it's, hilarious. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we had to dart out of Savannah so fast, but that was funny. I don't know. I got nervous. I Kyle. love that. Now, what'd you get nervous for? The place is know. great. You know, I guess you go down to the river, get some praline, walk in and get you a little, uh, what are those, uh, what's the, the slushy alcohol place? I'm drawing a blank. Not Wet Willies. Is it Wet Willies? I don't know. Well, no, they have them in like Charleston and Myrtle Beach. Yeah, it's a like whole that. bunch of Wet Willies. Nah, man, the river walk down there and, and oh, Savannah okay. It's awesome. a river walk. Oh, nice. it's fantastic. I love that place. Dude, did you see Big Ben throw that ball in fall? Last I, week. I did see that. Dude. It was very unfortunate. Oh, my God. It was very unfortunate. So, my boy Darren Sharp used to always tell me, he said, bro, he said, look, man, he said, don't ever stay in this game too long. I'm like, what do you mean? He said, man, he said, I always remember this dude, this safety that he looked up to that taught him stuff early in his career. Like, he stayed in the lead too long. Next thing you know, he was at open field trying to make a tackle on a running back. And he got Bambi so hard, he just fell. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> like, dude. He said, man, he old, bro. Like, <laughs> damn. He got shook that bad where he just. Oh, no. He got Bambi. Yeah, like, and I thought, like, that to me, that's the first thing I thought about when I saw Big Ben do that. <laughs> I was like, bro. He literally got turf monster. Like, when you ever seen Big Ben do that? Like, in your head, you're like, it's time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> when you ever seen that happen? It's, it's time. When, Big Ben's. Always had nimble feet. Right. It's, and somebody said – it's funny you say he that. He said nimble feet. Because I was literally – Always. He was never a quarterback that could drop back, boom, hit his fifth step, ball come out. That was never him. It was always his feet, and he's staying alive. And but, but, like, seeing that, I was like, dude, whoa. Remind me to come back to sports on the radio. Don't forget that. But, no, I was – so I was out in the yard. News flash, big news. Completely finished the fence. All done. Your boy finished it. it. Big fence, beautiful fence. It is beautiful. Done with it. So, finished it Sunday. 15 hours in the yard, Saturday and Sunday. Do you know how much football I listened to on the radio all weekend long? A boatload. And so, I was out there on Sunday, and I had the Bluetooth speakers. I had my phone out, and I had, you know, uh, one of the NFL pregame shows on. And they were talking about Big Ben 
right? Talking about uh, what did you just refer to a second ago? Nimble feet. Nimble feet, right. And I heard somebody say that, you know, somebody said something to the effect of, might have been a talk radio host actually said, you know, Big Ben's never been the most athletic guy. I'm like, what, who have you been watching? Like, did you just start watching him recently? Because like, Big Ben, to your point, could move. Oh, man, when he first came in, he right. was. That's when what, he got to the league, was, that dude yeah. could move. But you're right. It's a stark contrast today. And but Man, the falling throw was like but the thing hilarious. Is he's got, you know, arm talent. Like, how old is he again? I forget. Uh, it doesn't even matter. Well, it, you're right. I mean, it doesn't. But at it the same matter. time, now I, I want to know. Uh, but, like, he's got big – he's always had big-time arm you, talent. You know what the messed up thing about that, though? 39. Why we ta- 39. 39. So, yeah, okay. Why are we talking about age? And, and what are you talking about? Kyle, this old. 39. All right, that's old for Breeze, a quarterback. Brady, Rodgers. I mean, I mean well, Rodgers is thirty. What eight, maybe? Seven. Yeah, but like I get it, but all like, that is, you sound like. So let me, that's exactly why I want to talk about this. So my daughter today, we're driving back, and we're listening to some sports radio talk. Uh, what's his name? Kyle uh, Baylor. No, no, no. Tonight at night on on one hundred two point five. What's his name? Uh, uh, Gelb. Yeah, Gelb. All right. Boom. Uh, uh, Zach Gelb. Yep. So listen to Zach Gelb. Shout out to him. He's a cool, dude. And he talks about Tom Brady because, of course, he's a Patriots fan. They're about to play each other, blah, blah, blah. And he brings up his age at 45. And my daughter looks at me like, Dad, he's still playing football at 45? I'm like, yes, babe. She's like, why aren't you still playing then? I'm like, that's exactly what's wrong. Exactly, Kyle. Because the GOAT is doing it, makes everybody else think, Yep. why are you not doing it? Right. Right. No. Not the same. It's not the same. That's not the same. It's not the same. Not the same. S- same sport. Yep. Different position. Right. Not only that, but different position in, like, where you're at versus where they at. Yeah. In the fact of, yeah. like, When they go out status. and play, everybody's trying to make sure he never gets touched. You know what I mean? Daddy's got to do all the touching. So, exactly. So, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, Daddy also played a different position. He right. plays a quarterback. And she was like, oh, yeah, well, he just throws the ball. I'm like, yeah, but he's still, I mean, he's it's, the best, yeah. too. Like, don't, like, just – don't make an excuse. Like, <laughs> understand he's what he is. Let's not down talk to go. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I was like, man, just yeah. throwing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yes, but like, no. This is like, no. I think I, I get it, Dad. I, I, I got it. it. I, I got, got it. it. <laughs> Different position. You played safe. Kids like, are hilarious. Yeah, it is. yeah, kids are very honest, and they say the craziest thing. Proud of her, man. She got the game ball today. She did pretty good in the field. Nice. at her softball game, and she hit the ball. She made contact, but no, I, it yes, went foul. I've seen the pictures. So you're, I saw your wife said because I know you didn't you didn't play. And I was a kid, right? I don't or you did. No, I played one season in, in baseball, and I never got a hit. I only got on base when I walked or right. got hit with the okay, ball. Okay, so I, yeah, that and your wife said she never played, so like she just wanted to try it herself. That's awesome. Plus, she's got good genes, so if she wants to figure it out, I'm sure she'll she, probably figure it out. She watched softball with me, Alabama softball, yeah, over the the College World Series. That's right. And she watched me and the pitcher Montana Fouts, who that's all she ever wants to talk about is uh inspired her so now she wants to try and work on pitching she wants to try and like get into it so i got a couple of drills i've been ter- learning from some of the the parents and stuff around because i don't know anything about softball I or showed you in the past my brother does that he has a training facility i didn't know he does softball too well yeah he's got a daughter who wants to pitch and she's pretty good at it so <sighs> yeah you just got to call up drew all right man there it is yeah that's all he'll take care that's of that's how it happens people no he's, he does that so uh yeah we got the hookup for that he's cool. he's pretty good he's got a lot of good players up there but yeah no this was uh Man, I, I'm I'm pretty. <laughs> what are you pretty stoked about? What are you laughing at? What's that? You you said I'm pretty. 
I'm what? just I'm pretty stoked about the way. Well, first of all, football's back, which is awesome. Yeah, man. It, it gives there's us, no dull weekend, and we didn't even get to NFL. The things that are going on. Well, this no, place, but know? like it's that college football's back, but like the NBA starts in a month, which means that I'm going to be gone all the time because the Hornets are coming around. Um, and that's the cool thing about where we are. And I know we've talked about this, but like we might be legitimately in a place where both teams in this city are pretty good. You know, if you know Panthers and Hornets, that's I'm really I got to get me a a, a ball a long jersey. time. It's been, it's been I gotta a long get my time son. I got to get me and my my family. I get ball jerseys. It's dog. been a long time since that happened. Has it been that long? So they've only made the playoffs at the same time in history three times. Uh, 96, 97, I think, uh, 2013, 14, and 2015, 16. Well, that's also because the Panthers never could go to playoffs back-to-back years for a long time. Right, or winning seasons. Yeah, so that's, that hurts. Uh, the Hornets were gone some, too, in right. between that. Right. So, you know, took a little break. So, uh, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> I would, so, in 2015, you guys just lit up the city. Right, it was an incredible run. Correct, so it was just buzzing the whole time. The Hornets lost that first right. that first round. Purple shirt guy, Dwayne Wade, Miami Heat, and so you know they got bounced early. Mm-hmm. And I, that team, I mean, I know Hornets fans felt like they could compete, but like, yeah, it just didn't work out. Uh, they went. I mean, they lost in seven, so I don't, don't want to downplay. Two thousand fifteen was a great year, but I don't think that it's been. If it turns out to be what I think it might be, you know, just in terms of them both being legitimately good teams, whatever mm-hmm. that means, playoff caliber good. I don't know if it'll be. It might be as exciting around here as we've seen it since the 96-97 season, maybe? Yeah. Well, look, Carolina needs a healthy Christian McCaffrey before we start talking about playoffs. Oh, for sure. Oh, no, it looks like it might be a touchdown. They have – they need Christian McCaffrey. He can't just – I don't think they – you can win some of these games now, but that he's been in the lineup. So, what does his offense, everything else do without him? I think they can survive for – two, three, four games. But, man, we can't have these things compound. You know what I mean? He has to be long-term plan. Are you at all concerned they might just get smoked on Sunday in Dallas? Uh, I don't think they'll get smoked. I don't. I, I really don't. And, and I don't think they will either. I think um, they got too many weapons uh, offensively. And I just feel like they're, they're playing with a sense of confidence. Right. And uh, Sam Don is playing well, man. And, and Joe Brady's calling a great game. They have good rhythm. And they can rush the passer, so that gives you a chance. I just think, I just think Dak and the Cowboys are really playing at another level too right now. Because I, I agree with you. In order for them to do anything of significance, like win a playoff game or anything beyond that, you do have to win one of these games, and it's cool. If they win this game, they'll get so much more respect from a lot of people, including myself. <laughs> yeah, I'll be yeah. so happy for them. It'll be reminding me when in 2015 we went on the road early in Game Four and we beat Seattle in a tough environment when. You know, Cam all of a sudden threw that last-minute pass, and we we caught it to Greg. And then all of a sudden from there, it was like, okay, everybody in the locker room also believes that we're a special team. Yeah. No, that makes you sense. you got to do those things. Right. No, and I don't – again, I don't think they will either because it's, it's interesting because we're talking about, you know, Christian McCaffrey and how important he is. Well, you don't get better by losing Christian McCaffrey, obviously. No, but at the same no. time, there is – I know, told you how good he was. He looked so – he was amazing to watch in person. Right. That's what you were – I mean, that's – I remember that. But at the same time – you know, there is a belief that this forces them to become a little bit more, you know, versatile or maybe just more un- or unpredictable, right? Because there's a, when Christian's touching the ball 30, 33 times a game, pretty good chance it's going to Christian on any given play. Um, so just forcing you to account for maybe equally more so Robbie, DJ, Terrace Marshall. Um, I don't know what Chuba's going to be, if he's going to be a factor in the passing game, but obviously – 
some combination of Ian Thomas and Tommy Trimble. Trimble looked really good Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, hell, he found Erickson for a big, you know, the punt returner for a big play. He threw a touchdown pass to Brandon Zilstra the week before. So, I mean, I don't think they're going to be big factors. But, you're, again, you're not better without Christian. But in some ways, it might make them better, you know, while he's out. Right. Yeah. Well, it's just, you know, the more plays that these these young men make early in the season, the more it's going to pay off for you later on the season because you're going to believe in it, believe in themselves. They've already contributed to the team. It's just building that trust factor that it doesn't matter who's in there, that I know who I can go to. Everybody's going to execute at a certain level, and everybody's game ready. You don't win playoff games in a championship in this early in the season. You know, October is kind of those things where you, okay, you start to show you they show teams start to show you who they are, and then November you just prove it. That's playoff time. That's when you get to the towards the push right there. That November December teams. But I'm pumped for this. Like like next week. First of all, next week we got some cool stuff that we think we're finally going to be able to, you know, hammer through after uh, just a lot of life for the last several months. A lot of life <laughs> things happening, but uh, some cool stuff there. But like next week we can talk about whether or not this game, you know, in Dallas, how it went. I think it's going to be huge. I can't wait. They, like, I, people here are just kind of gun-shy. Right? Because, I mean, two years ago they go to San Francisco, right? Kyle Allen's all of a sudden <laughs> winning games. Hey, we might be able to beat San Francisco. Nope, that defense <laughs> just hammered them. And, you know, of course, three years ago, Thursday night, Pittsburgh, 6-2. and two. Boys are for real. And also, let, let's, let's talk about what – if you're Dallas, what do you, how do you win this game? And do you, you go heat up Sam Darnold. You make him uncomfortable in the pocket all day. And you don't allow him to to be comfortable. He does not have the the blanket that is Christian McCaffrey coming out of the backfield consistently. That's a one on one matchup problem. Absolutely. So because that that player is not there, their big X factor that makes everything go. You make them now. You go get aggressive on them, and how do they respond? You know, you do you you make Sam Donald respond, and then if he does, okay, then we play in some zones, and then try and make him throw it through us. And that's what you got to be able to do if you want to win this game. No, no again, I'm, I'm with you. They got to run the football. But, like, da- yeah, Dallas' I, offense, I think Dallas' offense is good, too. Dallas', Dallas is offensive line is really good. Yeah. Uh, the problem for them right now is that Lyle Collins just got suspended five games for trying to bribe a urine collector <laughs> during his drug test. Um, so, yeah, he's gone. And, you know, that's – He was going to be gone anyways. He just got more games. Sure. So, like, this is Phil Snow versus Kellen Moore, right? Can, can Phil Snow disrupt Dak Prescott, who was really good under pressure against Tampa in week one? Um, Dax impressed me, but like, can Phil Snow, you know, outduel Kellen Moore? I guess Phil Snow's been really good. He, he's, you know, quickly earned the trust of a lot of people. I like where he's at, man. I think they've been. Um, I've been told you. I told you. I've been so pleasantly surprised with what Carolina's doing defensively. Yep. Watching them, I understand. I, they look like I like. I know what they look like. What they're supposed to look like. But are they going to look like that this week without JC and Justin Burris? That's the question. It's a huge question, man. Losing JC Horn is a huge, huge loss for this team, this defense, just because he was playing at such a great level yep. and so early. Yep. And he allowed them to have the freedom to do these things defensively. He's tough, man. He is. When you get good corners, that allows you to do so much. And and um, they're playing really well together. They seem like they had a chemistry. Everybody was vibing. Yep. And now they, they just got to keep it going, continue to believe each other. And just because the whole defense wasn't built around J.C. Horn, he was just a great piece of it. Yeah. And now we just got to find another piece to kind of put into it. Well, Danny and Tomlinson said it after the win last Thursday night, after the injury. He said, yeah, this is, this is a big loss, no doubt. He said, but this defense was built on, on the front and getting the quarterback. And he said, none of that's changed. So, yeah, I mean, you want guy, you need guys that can cover. Mm-hmm. But if you can get to the quarterback, you know, you'll, you'll be okay. Brown's playing better too, man. It's he been is. His and pre- you get Boye back, and that's a veteran Pro Bowl caliber dude. And I agree. You know, you they get made to, the trade. It'll be 
Matt Rule said today that you know he doesn't know how much C.J. Henderson's going to play, but they're going to at least use him in man coverage, and then it depends on how quickly he gets up to speed beyond that. But you know, you could do a hell of a lot worse, you know, being without J.C. and throwing C.J. Henderson out there, especially if you got a motivated C.J. Henderson who's just you know ready to start fresh somewhere else. Yeah, man. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I want to see it. I'm right? going to watch that game. I know. Well, actually, I won't be able to because I'll, be, I'll be coming opportunities back. next year when they get healthy. J.C. and C.J. two lockdown corners in Carolina. J.C. C.J. just marketing uh, but, opportunities. But C.J.'s not. I mean, who's don't? What about um, what's his name from LSU? Dante Jackson. Yeah. So, I mean, I was told that by the Panthers themselves uh, that they that they, this does not impact Dante's deal. That first of all, think about it. Um, C.J. Henderson's deal, sixty-five percent of his deal has already been paid by Jacksonville. Oh, I know that. So what I'm saying is, it's a very affordable contract. It doesn't hamstring them. They didn't take on you know any other financial burden. Oh, good. Okay, well, they, good. they owe him like one point five, one point seven annually, roughly for the next three years. Good. Jacksonville's paid most of the money. So I mean, again, it's not just a they got good value. They brought in someone with good you know good value trade potentially, and they didn't get hamstrung. They, yeah, 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 yeah. They're not. They're not. You know, married. It's a good to business guy. decision. Then. Seems that way. That's what it's all about. It and you, and you've been bragging on them anyways with all the decisions they've been making. Yeah. No, we. I think you know. Look, we'll see how much we're bragging so on does, them next week. So does does Brady win? Going back home. Oh, good question. I'm glad you said that. Real quick, uh, Brady going to New It to Foxborough. Did you, real quick, did you see what the seats are going for for that game? No. Lower bowl seats. I think I saw the other day. Uh, cheapest you'll find them are a little over six grand. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No, they're going back to see Tommy. They're, 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 they're going back. Tommy's coming home. The go. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, Tommy's coming home. <laughs> I gotta call my boy just to ask, like, so what's going on? How what what's everybody feeling? Like so far there? away for so long. Tommy's coming home. He's I mean, coming back. <laughs> my in-laws will kill me for doing a terrible New England accent. But <laughs> dude, it's just. Do I think he'll win? Yeah, I think he's gonna win. <laughs> if they lost at home to uh, to Jameis and the Saints last week, um, the way they did, I don't think they have a prayer against Tampa. N- no, huh? D- not not even close. No, I got. No, by the way, we don't have to. We gotta go. I gotta shut up. But I got in an argument with somebody about this kind of the other day. Where I was, they were talking about Dallas and the defenses they faced, and I was like, "Well, they did face Tampa's defense." And someone rightfully pointed out, they were like, yeah, did, "Statistically, they suck to start the season." You know, what are you talking about? They're good. And I'm like, "Okay, fair enough. They got some injuries, you know, but they still had, um, you know, Shaq Barrett and Devin White and Levante David and, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, Pierre Postel. I mean, well, he got hurt, but still, I mean, week one, those guys were out there. Right. So I'm like, I get it. You're right. Statistically, not a great start to the year. But they've also faced some pretty good offenses, you know, themselves. They got lit up by Matt Stafford and the Rams, who look like they're Super Bowl good. Um, and, you know, of course, a good offense from I Dallas. I got them on my fantasy team. Yeah, that's okay. Fine. More <laughs> fantasy stories. But I was like, I get where you're coming from, but, like, I also have a special exemption here. That's a Super Bowl defense. Literally, we just watched them win a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, they did. You know, the, the nickelback getting hurt, too, hurt them, too. Yeah, well, Murphy oh, Bunting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's no doubt. I mean, they're not quite – they just signed Richard Sherman today. Yeah, I know. So, I saw it. I mean, he said, he said Tom same. called him. But a lot of those guys are still out there. I mean, I would come out of retirement if Tom Smaller called me. Smaller they weren't facing schlubs out there, okay? No. I, like, I get it. Kyle, you would go out there and play if Tom Brady called you. No. 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 <gasps> you know how sore I am right now? God, would be so hard, bro. Knowing what I know about how, how much how good a shape I'm not in right now, no. I'd tell Tom, no, absolutely. Tommy, go do it with somebody else. Okay. Did you see what Rob said, Gronkowski, the, the whole dust up about him telling the Manning brothers that he'd never watched film? No, what, you, saw, you know the Manning cast. I did, I did, I did see that he said he never he watched. He told him. those guys he he goes, I don't watch film. I just asked Tom who's covering me that week. That's what he, he said. That's what he says. He said, I don't watch film. I just asked Tom who's covering me each week. 
<laughs> and so you know, apparently enough people took him seriously that he had to issue a statement and be like, hey, guys, I, I do watch film. I do. I watch film. <laughs> yeah, you played for Bill Belichick for a decade. I don't think any of us actually doubted that, or we shouldn't have. No, and not for as good as he is either. No, there's no doubt. All right, we got to run. We just, wow, we just set a record time. I don't think we've done a podcast this long in months. This was fun. <laughs> All right, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. And where are you going this week, by the way? Uh, we're going to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, That's man. That's right. You just Roll said that. Roll Tide, baby. Roll Tide, baby. I can't wait. All right. Well, enjoy it. We'll talk to you next week for Roman Harper. The standard that is Alabama. The I'll University of Alabama. Bailey. I don't know why I'm singing my own name. We'll talk to you next time. For Roman, I'm Kyle. <laughs> Work hard and be nice to each other.